It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios, welcome, Sandy. Thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. You and you still like me, or you, or you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You all right? <laughs> I'm a musician. I can't help it. Uh, longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth in America wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. And good Wednesday morning, everyone. Fred Jackson sitting in for Sandy today, the 11th day of May. Hope your day is going uh, well so far. Or very early for some of you on the East Coast. You've been up, probably commuting up the 95 to work, maybe in our nation's capital. I have a prediction for you this morning. A prediction, not prophecy, a prediction. Somewhere in the country today, some bright entrepreneur is thinking about a brand new t-shirt brand new t-shirt and the prediction is this i'm an ultra mega i'm an ultra mega or proud to be an ultra mega and where do you get that friend well i get it from the president of the united states joe biden yesterday and uh over the last couple of days he has a news phrase did you know Biggest threat to America now, according to Joe Biden, are the ultra-magas. Now, the MAGA stands for what? Make America Great Again. And he says the Republican Party has been taken over. What he's saying, the Republican Party, by a very dangerous element, those who support former President Donald Trump. And all of this, of course, is to try to deflect attention away from the total disaster that Biden and the Democrats have created in this country to our economy. Yesterday, he held a news conference. I want to play you a couple of cuts from that news conference yesterday. First, the reference to the ultra-mega crowd. Cut one. The other path is the ultra-mega plan. It's the ultra-mega agenda. I never expected the ultra MAGA Republicans who seem to control the Republican Party now to have been able to control the Republican Party. Ultra MAGA. Well, let's go back to the MAGA years. What was going on in the MAGA years? Remember the days when gas wasn't $4.30 a gallon? That's the new average, as by the way, this morning of uh, regular gas across the country. It's up three cents from yesterday. Now it's $4.40. I don't even know where diesel is. Diesel probably is now knocking up against $6 a gallon as of this morning. Remember those days during Donald Trump when we were energy independent? We sure aren't now. Yeah, and uh, unemployment rates for white people, black people, brown people at record levels. And oh, by the way, um, Grocery prices were a whole lot less. And so there you have the president of the United States, Joe Biden, yesterday saying that all of a sudden the way things were under Donald Trump, that's bad. And there are people, he says, Biden says, in the Republican Party that want to take us back there. 
So where does Joe Biden want us? That's the big question. Oh, and by the way, uh, President Biden yesterday, in the middle of all of this, uh, came up with this idea that uh, Republican Senator Rick Scott of Florida has come up with a plan where he's going to tax Americans to death. Yeah, that's what he said. Now, I'm going to play you a clip of Joe Biden and, uh, and accusing uh, Rick Scott of this plan. But I'll tell you up front, the Washington Post, one of the most liberal newspapers in the country, have already given President Biden three Pinocchios. So what, what we're going to hear is President Joe Biden and then Senator Rick Scott telling the truth of what his proposal is. Cut number seven. Their plan has actually made working families, is going to make working families poorer. You don't have to take my word for it. It's in writing. They've made their intentions perfectly clear. Senator Rick Scott, Wisconsin, a member of the Senate Republican leadership, laid it all out in a plan. It's the ultra-MAGA agenda. Their plan is to raise taxes on 75 million American families, over 95% of whom make less than $100,000 a year, total income. The average tax increase would be about $1,500 per family. You know, you go to rescueamerica.com, there's nothing that the president said that's in there. What I've said is, let's get people back to work so they have skin in the game. I mean, think about it. We want people to work in this country. I grew up in a poor family. I, I lived in public housing. And I know what my mom said, get to work. So think about it. when you have work, you don't have to rely on the federal government for food stamps. You don't have to rely on the federal government for your health care. You don't have to rely on the federal government for anything. You're independent. But think about the Joe Biden economy. As Steve just said, we've got the highest inflation in 40 years. We've got labor participant rate that's slow, highest gas prices, supply chain, uh, mortgage rates are up, stock market's down. You know, in a business life, this guy, everybody would go to him and say, you know, Joe, thanks. You tried hard. You can't do it. You got to resign. We've got to get somebody in there that knows how to fix this economy and joe biden can't do it yeah joe biden can't do it it, it was a a fascinating news conference yesterday from the president he absolutely took no responsibility even though democrats are controlled of the house the senate and the white house he takes no responsibility for what's going on with the economy in this country i mean i don't have to convince you we're we're in trouble you you see that when you roll up to the to the to gas pump to fill up your car. You see it when your your groceries. I was reading a story this morning where prices for restaurants are going up so quickly. They're now putting uh, like um, pasting uh, the the new prices on restaurant menus because they have to change it so frequently. Like the price for for chicken and potatoes at a restaurant. It's, it's changing almost on a daily basis. So now they're just, they put stickies on there with the new prices every day. That's how bad it is. But yesterday, President Joe Biden, he actually said at one point, he was challenged by a reporter. He actually said at one point, I think our policies are actually, actually helping the situation. No, no, no. It was Joe Biden on day one. He canceled Keystone put thousands of people out of work. Now, the White House keeps saying, you know, well, well, oil leases are open for more drilling and stuff like that. No, there was a court case in New Orleans yesterday. Several states are bringing the Biden administration to court because they've actually cut back on the amount of, of 
federal lands that they're allowing for leases. And on top of that, they raise the royalties that they charge oil companies by 50%. Now, why would the oil companies want to do more drilling if they have to pay so much more before they actually start to drill? See, this is the stuff that's going on, folks. And what Joe Biden was trying to do yesterday was deflect from his economic disaster and try to blame somebody else. That's a little bit more. Here's uh, President Biden yesterday about responsibility for inflation. And, of course, he blames everybody else. Cut three. Do you take any responsibility for inflation in this country? Do you take any responsibility or policies? I think our policies help, not hurt. There are two leading causes of inflation we're seeing today. The first cause of inflation is a once-in-a-century pandemic. A second cause, Mr. Putin's war in Ukraine. You saw, we saw in March that 60% of inflation that month was due to price increases at the pump. Yeah. Well, let's go back to a little bit reality. Prices started to rise long before the invasion, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. So let's get that straight also. And the reason we're having inflation right now is because of all the federal dollars that Joe Biden, remember, Biden and the Democrats want, want to put even more money out there. More free money, they say. For every kind of socialist program that you can imagine. And if you've taken an economics course 101, when you flood money out there, that's one of the major causes. I mean, even the Federal Reserve says that. All this money that's been put out there is helping inflation rise. It's going to be some new inflation numbers this morning, probably at least 8%. Now, the Biden administration likes to talk about, well, listen, see what happened, what's happened over the last several months, that wages have gone up 4%. Do the math on that, folks. If inflation is 8%, your wages are going up 4%. Guess what? You're just still behind. Well, one of my favorite senators, Republican senators, is Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana. Uh, Here's his report card of the Biden economic plans. Cut number four. Sometimes I think President Biden just doesn't eat enough fiber. (laughs) Um, he, he, He said today, for example, as you pointed out, that he bears no responsibility whatsoever for inflation. Um, I think most Americans are thinking right, and Jimmy Jimmy Hoffa died of natural causes. <laughs> the truth is that the Biden administration just keeps kicking its own. <laughs> the truth is, the Bi- President Biden won the nomination because he promised not to be Bernie Sanders. Who has he tried to emulate? Bernie Sanders. The American people see this. They see that after 14 months. Um, nothing is built, nothing is back, and nothing is better. Yeah, I think a lot of Americans agree with Senator John Kennedy there of Louisiana. They're not fooled. They're not fooled by this. When President Biden trying to blame everybody else and actually trying to say that his policies have helped the situation. You know, one of the the other big stories this morning is the shortage of, of formulas for baby food. I mean, this is getting worse. Empty shelves that are out there. And people are saying, where's, where's the FDA? This isn't something that just happened, folks. This has been building for two or three months. 
and the administration, and it is serious. Saw some interviews this morning with some moms and dads. I mean, they're, they're, they're having to drive more to try to go to a store and find these formulas. Relatives from other states are shipping now. They're shipping these um, formulas to, to their kids who have little ones who need this. But there's nothing from the Biden administration on this. Nothing at all. You know what they're focused on these days, the Biden administration, besides trying to deceive the nation with the Biden? I want to be, I want to be friendly here. The, the Biden allegations, I'll, I'll put it that way, on the economy. The other thing that's happening there, they are focused on abortion because of what happened, the leak of the, of, of the proposed decision from the Supreme Court, which will come next month, that'll basically say Roe v. Wade was bad and that they're going to give it back to the states. Now what we have is a Democrat-backed bill, which was introduced yesterday in the Senate, which would basically put Roe v. Wade, they call it the Protecting Women's Health Act, as the law of the land. And they're, what they're out to do is to take any kind of power over abortion away from the states completely, completely. Also, I was just reading, there's a story on Fox News about this this morning. If the Democrats, and this thing is not going to pass because they don't have the 60 votes in the Senate, but it just speaks to their agenda. According to reports on Fox News on this bill that Chuck Schumer plans to introduce today, is that what they're going to do is force uh, Christian doctors, Christian nurses, they would have to be involved with abortions. There would be no exemptions in this. That's how radical, that's how radical this pro-abortion agenda of the Democratic Party. And by the way, they're saying little or nothing about these protests outside the justices' houses, even though there is a federal law. Again, they're saying as long as they're peaceful. No, no, no. Federal law says you can't do that. But this administration doesn't seem to care. We're going to have a whole lot more on this when we come back after the break. You're listening to Sandy Rios in the morning. Fred sitting in. We will go to Washington, D.C., get some analysis when we come back after the break. The communist government has spoken. There's no room for Christianity within the walls of China. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International, and the man named Katsu is an evangelical pastor, a little more than 50. He serves outside of Beijing. I won't identify his village. But I would guess he has been beaten and jailed 25 times over the course of his ministry. Most recently, they beat him so severely he could not get up for a week. They let him go and told him to never speak of Jesus again. About a week later, a knock came on his door. He was somewhat reluctant to open it, but he found Hayo the bitter atheist interrogator who beat him terribly had one question that burned in his heart all week long. Why were you at such peace when we were beating you? So Katsu would open his door, open his Mandarin Bible, and lead this bitter atheist to faith in Christ together. They've witnessed thousands coming to Christ who all need Bibles in China. At $5 a Bible, would you call 800-YES-WORD? 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD or give at sendbiblesnow.org. That's sendbiblesnow.org. The American Family Association presents the Marriage Family Life Conference 2022, along with a youth apologetics track. 
the Marriage Family Life Conference does not exclude children on purpose. It's, it's built, built in. in. We want families to come. And the thing is, if you look at what people who hate God are doing, they are going through After. great lengths to indoctrinate our children. Yes, And so that's this right. is a, a chance to be on offense. They're going to be equipped. You know, at the same time you're being equipped, we care about what's happening with our children. Please join us for this year's conference, July 7th through the 9th, at the Bancourse South Arena in Tupelo, Mississippi. Register now at marriagefamilylife.net. Better hurry, though. Registration ends on May 15th. We're just looking for ways to help equip families for what's going on. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. Are you looking for a university that provides a quality Christian education with excellent academic and athletic programs? Well, I want to invite you to visit Liberty University, where they offer multiple visiting opportunities to fit your schedule. Plan a visit to their Central Virginia campus and stay for an afternoon, a day, or an entire weekend. You can also take a virtual tour from the comfort of your own home. Plan your visit today by texting "Go Visit" to the number 49596. Again, that's "Go Visit" to the number 49596. Grace Smith was 16 years old when World War II broke out. She was a teenage bride at the time, and when her husband was called to the front lines, she dropped out of school. Life came at Grace fast and furious, and finishing her high school education became a fleeting thought. She eventually became a bus driver for the Madison County School System in Alabama, driving kids to and from for 30 years. Her family said Grace was never one to look back on the past, never mentioned any regrets except for one. Grace wanted to finish her high school education. And so it was that 79 years later, Grace Smith received her diploma at Hazel Green High School wearing a scarlet cap and gown. Grace was surrounded by all of her family, including 26 great-grandchildren. In her commencement address, Grace summed up the day by pointing out that it's always better late than never. I'm Todd Starnes. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Getter or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. And we are back to this Wednesday edition. Sandy Rios in the morning. Fred Jackson sitting in for Sandy just before the break. We were talking about the pro-abortion agenda and how it's manifesting itself in this Biden administration. Uh, They're introducing this bill, which I say is not going to pass the Women's Health Protection Act. uh, But it does prove the intention um, that they want Roe v. Wade to be the law of the land and that there would be no exemptions, no exceptions across the country. But I heard something even more disturbing yesterday. And it came from what I would would have considered yesterday an unlikely source. And that's Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. She was before a Senate hearing talking about the country's economic problems. And she, without apology, basically said that the right to abortion is good for the country's economy. Now, if you think I'm exaggerating, I'm going to play the clip here, but also you'll hear reaction from Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina, whose I saw the expression on his face. He couldn't believe 
that the Treasury Secretary of the United States, Janet Yellen, would assert that killing unborn babies is good for our economy. Cut number two. Roe v. Wade and access to reproductive health care, including abortion, helped lead to increased labor force participation. Just for clarity's sake, did you say that ending the life of a child is good for the labor force participation rate? Uh, it means the children will grow up in poverty yeah. and do, do worse themselves. Thank and you. Let me, let me is, just reclaim my time harsh. on the topic. This is I, the truth. I'll just simply say that as a guy raised by a black woman in abject poverty, I'm thankful to be here. Wow. It, it was a moment where you, you actually witnessed this and you say, I cannot believe, I cannot believe that a high-ranking official in the United States government, chosen by the President of the United States, would actually say it's a good thing, a good thing for the economy. Get reaction to this and other things going on in our nation's capital right now is our good friend Gary Bauer, Campaign for Working Families. Good morning, Gary. Hey, good morning, Fred. Uh, horrible, horrible moment in that hearing. I, I, again, Gary, I, I know the Democratic Party has fought for abortion for a long time, but I don't know about you. I, I was just shocked that there will be an admission that, hey, killing unborn babies is, is good for our country. Yeah, you know, and, and then when she, uh, when she tried to defend herself, she said uh, that uh, those aborted children, if they're not aborted, would grow up in abject poverty. So, so she's saying it is better to be dead than it is to have to experience the challenges of poverty. Now, I, I mean, th- this is a kind of mindset that uh, actually is a greater threat to the survival of America and to what and who America is uh, than, than any of the things that make the daily headlines. If it was actually really true that the only way the American economy could grow is if women are convinced they ought to abort and destroy their own unborn children, then this country would already be gone. It would be a place that none of us would want to live in. Um, you, you know, I've seen a lot of really amazing and disgusting things in the last week. And as this issue has hit the front pages, I've seen, you know, attacks on churches. I saw a, a young woman carrying a sign a couple of days ago that said, God killed his son. Why can't I abort my baby? <sighs> I, I mean, really stuff that's demonic. But Janet Yellen has been educated in the finest universities in America. She is an important part of Biden's economic team. Her job is one of the most important jobs in Washington. And she just showed a moral emptiness that is almost breathtaking. I mean, if her point is true, well, then why not when the baby is born? And the woman incorrectly, you know, chose not to abort the baby. And now the baby's a couple months old. Well, man, if we got to get that economy growing, that woman needs to get in the workforce. So let's just kill the kid now. I mean, how about this, Ms. Yellen? Why don't you work on providing more uh, reasonably cost child care options for low-income women instead of trying to convince them to destroy their own babies? 
And Gary, it's not just Janet Yellen, although her remarks yesterday are off the scale. I mean, the Chuck Schumer and uh, and the Democrats uh, putting in in this Women's Health Protection Act, which, if I understand it correctly, and you can talk a little bit more about it, would remove basically all restrictions on abortions completely. That that's exactly right. Uh, the the uh, if that bill passes today. Uh, in every state in the union, abortion would be uh, legal and allowed uh, all nine months of the pregnancy for any and all reasons. We know, for example, in some ethnic traditional communities, women, if they get a test and find out that their unborn child is uh, a little girl, they will abort the girl because in these traditional ethnic communities, particularly from certain parts of Asia, boys are preferred. So, you know, we've attempted over the years to make sex selection abortion that ends up in the death of little unborn uh, baby girls illegal. And the liberals oppose us every time. If this law that they're proposing today passes, uh, sex selection abortion would be legal, dismemberment abortion, partial birth abortion, Abortion right up to the moment of delivery. In fact, abortion after delivery. We've had Democrat governors argue that if a child survives an abortion and is born alive, there should be a right for the doctor and the parents to consult and let the baby die. So, you know, from a spiritual standpoint, Fred, and I'm not a pastor, but uh, there is a devil. There is something called Satan. Satan has many powers, but he cannot create life. Only God can create life. That's what the first verse in the Bible, you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So Satan attempts to destroy life. It's his way of getting at God. And it's Satan that whispers into the ears of the woman with that unbelievable sign and it is Satan that spoke the words through the mouth of Jan- Janet Yeltsin in that committee hearing yesterday, which should have shocked the consciousnesses of every senator in that room, not just Senator uh, Scott from uh, from South Carolina. I guess I'm I'm asking this question already knowing the answer. So far, I haven't heard one Democrat. Even even those who who have publicly said they are pro life Democrats, come and condemn that remark from Janet Yellen. Not one. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, if one did, that would be probably fairly big news. The the Democrat Party on this issue has become the party of death. Now there are many Democrats in America. The polling shows somewhere between twenty five and and thirty three percent of self identified Democrats. Uh, strongly oppose abortion. Most of those are, are minority Democrats uh, that that oppose abortion. Uh, but the Democrat Party and its well-educated elites are all in on it, and they will fight every step of the way to make sure that America has enshrined in our Constitution something that they have interpreted as meaning that abortion is okay. The founding fathers are rolling in their graves somewhere. There is no way there is anything in our Constitution 
that gives a constitutional right to abortion. Nobody could find it all the way up to 1973. So from you know 1776 to 1973, nobody thought there was a right to abort. And then all of a sudden in 1973, we were told there was a right to do that. And all the court is trying to do now is say, no, there's not a right in the Constitution. This issue should be settled at the state level. And that means in different states, there will be different outcomes. But the most important thing will be this country will no longer say that abortion is like the freedom of speech, the freedom of religion, the freedom of assembly, that it's something embedded in our constitutional as a deep uh, constitutional right. It never really was, and it's certainly not going to be uh, in a few weeks here if the, if the justices hold their their opinion. Gary, I have to believe some Democrat strategist has told the administration, has told Chuck Schumer that, uh, that to focus on abortion and increasing abortion rights somehow will deflect the public's attention away from the economic crisis uh, that we are experiencing in this country right now. And I, I, I don't I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, the polling shows that when we're looking at these gas prices, when we're looking at inflation, what Americans are paying for groceries. And yet there was an attempt, and we talked about this earlier in the show this morning, by President Biden yesterday at this news conference he gave that uh, he he said, hey, my policies are, are they're helping. It's everybody else's fault that America is is experiencing its economic crisis right now. Yeah, that was an amazing, that was another amazing moment in Washington yesterday. The president blames Putin for our economic problems. He blames COVID for them. He blames the Republicans who, if anybody's noticed, are not in power. Uh, he blames uh, communist China, which can be blamed by uh, for a lot of things, but uh, not the economic policies of this administration. Uh, so if there was a multiple choice uh, you know, question on this, according to Biden, the answer would be all of above. But when he was asked after his remarks, does he take any responsibility with a completely straight face? He said, my policies are making the economy better. They're fighting inflation. It's all these other things, including, by the way, the oil industry, that are the problems. And, and of course, inflation, these economic problems are caused by the runaway spending, the deficit spending, uh, which has cheapened our dollar. Uh, It bloomed our deficit. And when you have a lot of money chasing not enough goods, you get the kind of runaway inflation we have now. Oh, yeah. And the other thing is he's blaming the ultra-maga crowd. He says, which has infiltrated the Republican Party. Uh, I was saying earlier to the folks, uh, you know, I remember the good old days uh, when MAGA was the focus of our government because it means make America great again. It made us energy independent. Uh, so I would think, and I was saying to folks, maybe somebody should come up with a t-shirt, t-shirt that says, I'm proud to be ultra MAGA. Yeah. Well, you know, when you go to the grocery store for products labeled uh, Ultra, that means it really does the job well. So, you know, Ultra Cleaning Agent, Ultra Toothpaste, so Ultra Make America Great Again, gee, that sounds like a pretty good thing to me. I think most Americans, when they get up in the morning, want their country to be better by the end of the day than it was when the day began. 
we are the only nation in the world that currently has leaders that are, apparently have the idea that they want to make America number 47 today instead of making America number one, which when America is number one, not only is it good for America, it's a better thing for the world when we are prospering, when we are doing well, when we are growing, because this is a country that shares its blessings with the rest of the world. Gary, appreciate your comments so much. Uh, tell folks where they can get your end-of-day report. Excellent report. I get it each day. Where can we go to get that? Well, thank you, Fred. They can go to our, O-U-R, ouramericanvalues.org. All right. Thank you so much, Gary. We appreciate it. Thank you, Fred. Good keep, to talk with you. Keep an eye on things up there in Washington. All right, folks, want to hear from you? 888-589-8840 is the number to call. 888 888- 589-8840. You know, it's amazing to me that, uh, and of course, the mainstream media is helping to keep the Biden administration afloat right now. Have you noticed, have you noticed uh, absolutely no coverage by the mainstream media of what's going on our southern border? We haven't even talked about that this morning. The invasion, hundreds of thousands of people flowing across our southern border, and yet... <laughs> The head of Homeland Security, Mayorka, says, hey, our border is secure. The American people know that's a lie. So you add that, you add that to the economic crisis, and you have to believe, and the polling is showing this, the American people simply aren't buying this idea that everything is just fine and that Joe Biden saying, I'm not responsible for this. In fact, our policies are really helping the economic situation. It seems that the Biden administration is completely out of touch with mainstream America. And I think more of mainstream America are growing very concerned. Perhaps you're one of those. 888-589-8840 is the number to call. 888-589-8840. Your report card on the Biden administration. I particularly would be interested in your comments from Janet on Janet Yellen saying that abortion. The right to kill unborn babies is good for our economy. Does that blow you away like it blows me away? Does it speak of a spiritual deficit in the leadership of this country? I think it does. 888-589-8840. We'll go to our phones when we come back. Do you see yourself too sinful for God to care? Here's Pastor Jeff Shreve with From His Heart Ministries. You know, one of the big reasons why people have a love problem with the Lord is because they haven't received His love for them. They don't really compute that. They don't really believe that God could really and truly love them without conditions, but He does. Join Pastor Jeff Shreve on From His Heart Weeknights at 6 Central here on American Family Radio. When you hear this, this is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net. And sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. 
Do not trust in princes and mortal man in whom there is no salvation. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. The FDA is now warning the public that prenatal screening tests are often wrong. The FDA said it is providing this warning to educate patients and healthcare providers to help reduce the inappropriate use of NIPS tests. The FDA's Dr. Jeff Shuren added, while genetic non-invasive prenatal screening tests are widely used today, these tests have not been reviewed by the FDA and may be making claims about their performance and use that are not based in sound science. How many people have made irreversible decisions concerning their unborn children based on these unreliable prenatal screenings? Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. And my father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too. Was she on a ship? Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory because the men had gone off to war. And they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back home were heroes, too. Here at the American Family Association, we consider you the heroes back home. As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the American Family Association. Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive? Let's get some cookies, and I'll tell you all about it. This is Frank Gaffney with the Secure Freedom Minute. Weeks before the Chinese Communist Party unleashed the COVID-19 pandemic, its representatives participated in Event 201, a tabletop exercise organized by, among others, Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health. Its stated purpose was to see how a coronavirus pandemic could be used to strengthen world government. A senior Biden administration official named Lance Pace happens to be a graduate of the Bloomberg School. She is also the author of 13 amendments that would transform the head of the World Health Organization into the global arbiter of what constitutes public health emergencies and how they will be addressed. Not our government, but CCP shill Tedros Gerobrasis. Former Representative Michelle Bachman says we need Republicans in Congress to conduct the equivalent of a general strike. No quorums, no legislation, until Ms. Pace's appalling surrender of our national sovereignty is formally repudiated. Do it now. This is Frank Gaffney. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. And welcome back to the Wednesday edition of Sandy Rios in the Morning. Fred sitting in for Sandy today. Pleasure to do so. Give Sandy a few days off. Give her a little break because she's a busy lady, as you're well aware, your regular listeners. And we've been talking this morning about uh, Joe Biden's news conference yesterday where he said basically his administration is not responsible for the economic disaster that we all are experiencing. We all know it's happening, but he says... No, he says, my policies are actually helping. And he says, you know what's going on in the country right now? It's all Putin's fault. And, uh, you know, don't blame me. So not taking responsibility, even though the Democrats are in complete control of Congress and the White House. And then, of course, we've been disturbing comments 
and actions by the Democratic Party on abortion. They are trying to pass a bill today in the Senate, which would basically uh, put a federal law in place that no state could overcome. It would be abortion on demand, right up to nine months of pregnancy. That's what they're trying to do. And then this comment from Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen that abortion, the abortion, the right to abortion actually is helpful to the economy. Hard to believe, but you've heard it here. You've been listening this morning. All right, let's go to our phones, 888-589-8840. First to Lori in Oklahoma. Good morning, Lori. Go ahead. Good morning, Fred. Um, Wow, I don't know about you, but I just had this weariness and heaviness in my heart listening to what old Janet had to say. But we know there's nothing new under the sun, right? That's right. So back in the day, they used to offer our children up on the fires of Baal for prosperity of the land. And uh, that was their form of worship. We know that God tells us that our children are an inheritance. And you mentioned earlier, or the gentleman mentioned earlier, that um, God's the author of life. It's not the enemy of our soul. So he's trying to rob us of our inheritance through abortion and the destruction of life. And if our precious ones survive and are allowed to live, then they want to come in to a public format such as school, and they want to corrupt their thinking and distort the truth of God and how God created them. And we as believers, we have got to take responsibility and take back this lie, this demonic teaching, and fight for truth and justice. We cannot keep lying down and sleeping through this filth. We must speak up. We must take a stand. Amen, Lori. I agree with you 100%. Take a stand. And I think, you know, God in his providence... I think is allowing the American people to see the hearts of these pro-abortionists who now have are in power in this country. But, you know, it then, it then becomes the responsibility when you become aware, when you become aware of the hearts of these individuals because of what they're saying publicly, then you have a responsibility to respond and you respond at the ballot box. You respond by speaking up. You respond by running for office on the platform that you want to save the lives of unborn babies. What could be more important than that? Kathleen in Texas. Go ahead, Kathleen. Oh, yeah. Hi. Can you hear me okay? Sure can. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, but my question is about actually about the judges, the Supreme Court judges. Mm-hmm. Um, why can't they do something? I mean, can't they have people outside their homes arrested? Can't, uh, oh, I, oh yes. I, oh, yes. They're breaking a federal law. Right. There's right. a federal law on the books, and I'm, I want uh-huh. to, I have it in front of me here that states that any individual who pickets or parades with the intent of interfering with, obstructing, or impeding the administration of justice or with the intent of influencing any judge, juror, witness, or court officer near a U.S. court or near a building or residence occupied or used by such judge, juror, witness, or court officer will be fined or in prison not more than one year or both. All right? So there is a federal law on the book. 
it is up to the Justice Department, the Attorney General of the United States, to exercise that law. And so far, the White House, the Attorney General of the United States are simply turning their heads and basically saying, well, because no one's hurt, the law doesn't make that exception. So you're exactly right. right. There is a law in the books. These people should be arrested. We are hoping, actually, that uh, the state of Virginia is going to do something since a lot of these justices live in the state of Virginia. So the state of Virginia could also be doing something on this front. So we don't have to argue as to whether this is legal or not. We're just waiting for the Justice Department to exercise what they're supposed to do, and that is uphold the law. So it's there. They can be arrested. Very simply. Go ahead. Are you still there? Yes. You're not understanding my question, I guess. I mean, I know that, but can't the judges themselves, like, call the police and say, get these people off my property? I'm I'm sure they have. I mean, it's obvious. Oh, okay. There's videos videos out there. Uh, In fact, there's, there's, I think it is Justice Alito that has been moved to an undisclosed location. This is how bad it is. Can you imagine if this was all reversed, that it was a decision that Republicans didn't like, and they start showing up in front of the houses of justices of Sotomayor and Kagan? Can you imagine what would happen, what the mainstream media would be doing? Well, you can't imagine it because we experience it every day, the biases of the media. But Kathleen, the bottom line in all of this, yes, something can be done if our Justice Department wants to do something. Linda in Tennessee, good morning. Go ahead. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call, Brother Fred. You bet. I just I have a comment, and it's one that I have used myself, and I don't get a – they just look at me with a blank stare. We just need to confront some of these women, especially, that uh, that are – bending over backwards to murder their unborn children and just look at them and ask them, what if your mother chose abortion? Number one, they wouldn't be here. Yeah. And they just, they have absolutely no answer for it. Yeah. So, I mean, God bless those of us that have chosen life. And for those that have been raped or anything like that, which Unfortunately, in, in years, years and years ago, I was raped, and I became pregnant from it. And instead of, well, let me put it to you this way. I was sitting in the room of the abortion clinic in the waiting room. There was a Gideon's Bible on the table next to me. I picked it up, and I just flipped it open. And I immediately, I immediately knew that this was not what God had for me. So I, I got up and I left and I put that child up for adoption. And I know that that child has grown up and I know that they are doing wonderful things. So the excuse of rape or anything like that, that's no excuse. God created life, and he wants everyone to be alive so that they can accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, period. Amen, Linda. Thank you for your... 
Thank uh, you for taking my call. You bet. Tremendous, tremendous testimony. And I'm sure that story has been repeated over and over and over again. How God's Word gets a hold of the hearts of individuals. And for others who may be listening right now, you're a lady who in younger years has had an abortion. God's forgiveness is available to you. And uh, we serve a, a wonderful God whose arms and hands are open to those who have and we all have a past, don't we? And God doesn't look at one sin as greater than the other. He can forgive. And, you know, having that Gideon Bible at that location at that time, do you think that's an accident? God knew that was going to transpire. And that our caller there would pick that Bible up, it would move her heart, and that baby was saved. Amen. Steve, Louisiana. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, good morning, Fred. Um, I wanted to bring attention to something that Fred Gaffney had, uh, and Michelle Bachman had brought up about the uh, WHO meeting in Geneva, where uh, the Biden administration is uh, trying to wrangle 40 of the 193 uh, countries involved in it into ceding uh, sovereignty of, our, uh, of the U.S. to the WHO and the U.N. on health-related uh, concerns. And it makes me wonder that um, while all of the issues that are swirling in the news right now are valid issues that have been around for a long time, the timing of the release of, of the leaks and all the things, could that be subterfuge to hide this agenda of creating a global government platform, which seems to be what the Biden administration is wanting to do by tearing down the U.S. and all of its principles? Um, it's, you know, just suspect, but no, nothing's being said about this Geneva meeting. And if that's true, I don't know how it's possible that an administration can cede the power of the U.S. to a foreign entity, but it looks like, according to Bachman, they're doing it and nobody's talking about it. So yeah. the, the, the Biden administration and, and the critics of what they're doing they talk about senility, they talk about incompetency, they talk about all of these different things. I think all of this is so intentional. Yeah, I, I think, Steve, you're exactly right. appreciate the call, and I know what Steve is talking about. Michelle Bachman, I believe there's a vote that's supposed to come up in the next couple of weeks. And, and, and according to Michelle Bachman, what this vote is all about is basically the World Health Organization would be countries would cede power to the World Health Organization, which would then set global policies, for instance, pandemic, pandemic policies uh, for the country. Uh, so we would lose that. Is it possible? Yes, with the current administration is possible because I think the current administration is full of globalists. I think we see this uh, manifested in their their ideas of uh, of global warming, uh, that they want to enter into global pacts as far as deciding, you know, what policies countries should have with regards to uh, global warming. So that thinking is there. It is hard to imagine that it would go that far, that the United States would cede that power to the World Health Organization 
but we have to be vigilant. Uh, that's the bottom line in all of this. All right, I want to play you a clip as we go out of the program today. This is Tucker Carlson a couple of nights ago. And basically, he comes down, and a lot of us think this. This is all part of spiritual warfare. And Tucker Carlson kind of touches on this, that the real enemy of the Democrats, he believes, is Christianity. Why are liberals angry at Christianity? You wouldn't think they would be. Christianity has been the single greatest force for human rights in history. In fact, the Western understanding of human rights, our understanding of human rights, all of us, atheists included, is based on Christianity. That's where it comes from. Christianity is the reason we don't have slavery and segregation and children working in factories. Christians did that. Modern liberals hate Christianity not because it's repressive, but because they are. Any religion that puts God before government is by definition a threat to their power. Most offensive of all, Christianity specifically rejects their most cherished dogma, which is racial hierarchy. The Christian message is the opposite of the equity agenda. Christianity describes a universal brotherhood of man, every person created in God's image, and therefore, for that reason, morally equal. Undermining Christianity is the central project of the left. So there you have it. He has uh, put it well. Most of us realize this is all part of spiritual warfare, folks. Stay close to God, stay close to God's word, and don't be afraid to speak up. That's the bottom line of all of this. Not with your own authority, but the authority of God's word. We will be held accountable for what God's word says about these issues. Good to be with you this morning. Lord willing, be back again tomorrow morning, sitting in for Sandy. Have yourself a blessed day, and remember, be a blessing to others as well. Amen and amen. Bye for now. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.